Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. E.D. Yo. It's the day before the day before. Oh, and okay. also, you chose that freaking guy over me? What? <laughs> See, there you go. How dare you? How dare you? There you go. All the problem. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners open up a division play against the Seattle Seahawks this week. We will preview that contest, that week four affair. We'll also get into the new... The new rumblings, I guess, if you will, um, some things have been brought to light as it relates to one Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. It was a book written by ESPN's Seth Wickersham, and some of the excerpts and stuff have come out about what happened, yada, 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 at least from Brady's perspective. So we will take a look at that. Uh, but we want to first remind you and encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, feel free to get involved with this on social media. I'm at our Haylock. Uh, he is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 that's four times for your holy mind there you go um as always we're presented by the fine folks at bet online we're back and better than ever all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season bet online your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right on to your favorite Vegas casino games. And don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. So, ED, uh, uh-huh. before we get started, kind of got an announcement to make okay um, okay here we go drum I, roll I, do we need that <laughs> yeah sure if we if we got one i don't know that i don't know that our uh our sound hey, department at, uh I, I, was, I was about to say look at me giving you more work to do we'll I, don't know that, I don't know that the sound Insert later that the sound department has that <laughs> one uh has that one handy uh but I, i'll certainly reach out to those guys and uh and, and see what they got uh for us but uh, in the meantime, uh, I, I do have an announcement and just want to say uh, special thanks out there to all of our um, 
all of our listeners out there, man. Like they've been they've been showing up, they've been showing out. We okay. have uh just eclipsed our uh best month as far as uh okay. as far okay. as listeners you know, go. Um I I like that. Yeah. I like that. And so um and so that's huge. That's huge for us. Uh we appreciate all the support. Um you guys, especially you know, our day ones, you guys are rocking with us from the beginning. And then also, you know, you've gone out and you told people about us. And so uh, for whatever reason, you continue to tune in week after week and, and you enjoy the way we uh, break down your favorite team. And so that means a lot to us and, and that's not lost on us. So we definitely appreciate that. Uh, and, and we hope to just keep it going. Hope to just set new records each and every each and every month. As- hey, you know what? And, le- and let me just say I, I'll get, as well, I appreciate it, people. Appreciate you listening to us. Um, appreciate you telling you your your friends about us and being loyal and we will continue to, to try and give you a reason to want to work I, I'm, I'm a reason to want to listen to us we'll put in the work so you guys want to keep listening to us and uh and i just found out about this the same time you did so because um, <laughs> i want you guys to know he tells me nothing he tells me nothing that's, break that's, break that's, breaking that's... news <laughs> sometimes ed gets the, the breaking news uh at, at the same time as you all so there you go uh it's better to be feared, ED. That is the title of the new book about the New England Patriots dynasty by ESPN mm-hmm. reporter Seth Wickersham. And so some excer- excerpts have come out about that book. Uh, Matt Mayoko, uh, our friend over at NBC Sports Bay yeah. Area, wrote something about this today. So apparently, after the Niners lost in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs okay. at the end yep. of the 2019 season, uh, early February 2020, of course that was, one Tom Brady reached out to the Niners. And he had about – he reached out to Wes Welker. Obviously, there's a relationship there, right? And okay. he said – he told the Niners this, – this is according to the book uh, – if the Niners wanted him, there wouldn't be no free agency tour, no bidding war, nothing. He would end his career right there in the colors, uh, essentially, you know, right where he grew up at, right? Gr- growing up in, in nearby San Mateo. His family would be able to drive to the games, you know, to his games for the first time since the, the since the 1990s. Uh, and so he had about, you know, maybe 20, a list of like 20 things that, that he thought uh, or that he desired for his new team, but he had a very reasonable contract. His contract came in under Jimmy's. Actually, it was, it was two years, fifty million, and he presented it as such as, "Look, if you want me, I'm here." And this brings okay. a whole new light to the uh, Tom Brady's appearance on the shop. Remember that? And, and he he was talking to those guys on the shop on, on LeBron's show, and he said, you, "You chose this." bleeping guy over me right <laughs> and now i mean we I, we all thought he was talking about jimmy but now it just kind of seems even more apparent that he actually in fact was talking about jimmy because essentially that's what happened right they chose jimmy uh over over uh tom terrific now a couple things to note here jimmy apparently was aware that the niners were gauging the interests of tom or vice versa Mm-hmm. Also, along with that, Kyle Shanahan had all of his offensive assistants, all all of his staff, watch all of Brady's pass attempts from that 2019 season and evaluate them. 
what they concluded was Brady may have only been marginally better than Garoppolo was at that stage of both men's careers. Now, this obviously has the faithful, you know, in an uproar. It's like, we could have had Tom Brady, yada, 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 yada. Here's what I'll say. I remember at the time this was kind of going on, and I remember thinking, like, well, I mean, you may get two years of Brady. I believe we talked about this here on the pod, right? Like, you may get two good years out of Brady, like, if that. Um, But I was very comfortable with them sticking with Jimmy, and especially Jimmy coming off the season that he had, leading the team to the Super Bowl. It it just seemed like a good fit, right, for for Jimmy G, right? It seemed like, you know, it, it was no need to sort of move on from that. Also, if you recall, Brady didn't look great his last year in New England. Like, like he looked like an old quarterback, right? Like, there's no way we could have known that he was going to go to Tampa and have the success that he had mm-hmm. instantly, you know, and, mm-hmm. and win another Super Bowl. You know, everybody all thought that it was a possibility, but if you if you looked at him playing that last year in New England, like he he didn't look great. Like he didn't look like Tom Terrific, you know, by by any means. Uh, what do you make of of all this and these latest developments? I guess, if you will, a lot of it depends on the, your mindset and the way you think. If you are going to base your, if you're going to if you're going to base the previous decision on the outcome, the validity, the right or wrong of the previous decision on the outcome, that's an easy thing to do. Um, and, yeah, hindsight's and always twenty twenty, right? And it's also, it's also, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always use, use the hindsight and just say, uh, well, th- because it worked out, or because it didn't work out. Because you know, from the flip side of that, well, if Brady doesn't play well, they don't win the Super Bowl. Okay, you made the right decision. So, well, if Brady plays well and they win the Super Bowl, um, then you made the, or, or he plays well, or whatever. He, he they, you know, then. Because they won a Super Bowl in Tampa, he would have won the Super Bowl here. So they made the wrong decision. I'm going to go at the time. I didn't think you needed to do it. I still don't think you needed to do it. Um, Tom Brady went to Tampa. Everything worked out perfectly. You had no way of knowing that that was going to happen. Yes, you can look at what Tampa was, and and I'm, I'm sorry, what Brady had done. Everything had been within one system. Cal wasn't going to run that system. Was he going to be the guy to to come in and be able to change everything with um, the COVID and everything that was going on? When you already had a quarterback that was in your in your system, I don't think they made the wrong decision. Um, we can always, like you say, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at it now and say they won the Super Bowl. So, no, at the time you were coming off a of Super, you you have a quarterback. Um, that is performing well for you. You, the expectations is that he's going to grow within this system. That's his first full season out there. Uh, I know everyone wants to get uh, caught up and we can get enamored with the greatness of the career of Tom Brady. Uh, but I still think they did the right thing. No one knew that that was going to happen. You weren't in a situation where you needed Tom Brady. There were other things that they needed more than they needed Tom Brady. They had a quarterback. Um, and now the bigger question to me is, did you start to freak out and say, well, because Tom Brady, and and when I say, did, did you by the, you, I mean, the 49ers front office, did they start to freak out 
and did all of this start because Tom Brady went and won. Because you were looking at him, you were doing it, you evaluated him, and you said your guy is better. But Tom Brady wins, now you're saying, okay, we got to draft quarterback. So it's it's all in the mindset that you have on it and, and how you want to view it and where you want to go with it. But I think they make the right decision then. Tom Brady, everyone who's freaking out about Tom Brady not being here, and Tom Brady could have been here. Tom Brady was not going to win a Super Bowl in San Francisco last year. Tom Brady was not going to win a Super Bowl. In Tom, I, Tom Brady, listen to me. I, I, I want to get this plain and simple. Tom, a healthy Tom Brady playing at his absolute best with the guys that were left does not win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady, we You're made, talking about with always, all the injuries and everything that's all place the injuries. Yes, remember, remember, all of those things happen. And don't tell me, well, if Tom Brady was on the team, then they wouldn't have gotten hurt. You know, if Tom Brady was on the team, no one would have got injured, right? You do know that. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. Tom, yeah, Bosa never would have gotten hurt because, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady would have protected him. So all of these type things that you, you look at it. So let's just let's just do the the old insert. Take away insert. Take away Garoppolo. Insert Tom Brady with everybody else that he had to play with. There's this misnomer that Tom Brady has taken a bunch of bums and won. He never had this guy or that guy, and, and he never had this. And I'm just like, you guys realize that Tom Brady had tight ends, receivers, um, multiple receivers to go to the Pro Bowl. They're Pro Bowl receivers. They had really, you know, they had all types of um, Pro Bowl defenders. All, all these type guys in the offensive huddle. He never had a Pro Bowl guy. He never had these guys. It was just a bunch of guys, a bunch of dudes. Um, Wes Welker was pretty good. Um, we can go back in Troy Brown, and he had Randy Moss at one point. And the thing that people get caught up in, no, it's not a, it's not a last dance. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. It's not. Steve Young and Jerry Rice. It's not that connection. You don't see you don't see Peyton Manning and and the Reggie Waynes or the Marvin Harris. It wasn't one guy there every year. Brady was there. The man played 167 years. The average career is three. So the guys were turning over. He didn't have the same great players outside of Gronk. Um, but he had a lot of different, really, really good players. So he's always played with good guys. He wouldn't have had that last year. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody um, would have, nobody was there. So now, would the team have been better? Yes, because the rest of the quarterbacks couldn't play. I was saying it then. I mean, this is not revisionist. I was saying it while they were playing, that, they, that they, they're not good enough. Um, and I was getting on. You remember how everybody used to get on, get on me about that? When I was like, these guys can't play, yeah. and 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 God, everybody was mad at me because for some reason they loved those guys. But um, uh, with that with that being said, the team would have been better. They would have won more games. May have possibly made the made the um. Yeah, I think they, they make the playoffs. Yeah, I yeah, so. I think I think so too. I think so too. But they don't win a Super Bowl. They don't win a Super Bowl. And um. I don't know. I don't know how much that changes their fortunes going into this year. Where, where, where are you? What's the situation you're in? How things are going to play out? And, and what would you do going into this season? Um, 
that just just the mindset. I, I just want to know how Brady is talking about. He's he's gonna feel he feels like he can play until he's fifty. Would you have drafted with Brady there? Now you got Brady in the building. Would you have drafted Trey Lance? Would Brady have been okay with you drafting Trey Lance the way um, Garoppolo is seemingly okay with it? Yeah, there's there's so a big of, difference between moving up to draft a Trey Lance and the Buccaneers saying, hey, Tom, I think we're going to take a quarterback in this draft, and they end up taking um, the kid from Florida in well, the second or third round, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. So big, that's, big, that's, big, big difference in that. Big, big, huge. So all, so all of those things. So, so let's just say all we're doing, all you're doing, is inserting Tom Brady for Garoppolo. Everything else still plays out the same way. Uh, I don't think it's a smooth transition. Actually, I don't think it plays out the same way. I don't think Trey Lance is a Niner. So, so for all of you guys who are, are waiting for the day that he's going to be out there, Trey Lance wouldn't be here. But no, no, no. They, they, they're they going to have it all, E.D. They're going to have it all. They're going to have Brady no. and Lance. No, no, that's not going to happen. They, they, want, happen. they, they want it all. You, you can't tell that's them not that they can't have it all, E.D. New England couldn't. New England couldn't have Brady and Garoppolo. Okay, you think that, so? So, guys, think how you feel about Garoppolo. Brady didn't want Garoppolo there. You think he want, he want, he wants Lance? If you guys think that he's so much better, think about it. Because that is that is a skill set that Brady does. He can look at Garoppolo and say, "I can do everything better than him because they are the same type player." Yeah. And I can see Brady saying that. There are some things that Trey has that he just doesn't possess. He he does, he Brady does not possess that athletic ability that, that he has. And then that is that would make him say, "Okay, they are looking at something completely different than what I am." They drafted that. I know they're moving in that direction. I don't know if that necessarily happens. Just saying. That's all. Just saying. Not not saying not saying that Brady couldn't do it. I'm 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 just going off of how things played out before with his backups. So that's all I'm saying. I don't I don't know if you want to I don't know if we won the Super Bowl last year. I don't think so. Because of all the other injuries, I don't think the team would have been good enough to win a championship. And I think you'd be in a situation to where you'd have Brady this year. We do that, but you still be trying to figure out what's next, and you would be as opposed to just figuring out right now what's next. We know who's next after Garoppolo. The most important position is being groomed. I don't know if that guy would be getting groomed right now, and that's all. And we still got a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I still, I, I still think this team will be competing for a championship this year. C- couple points you bring up. If you have Brady and this team does make the playoffs, which we both think they probably would have made the playoffs last year, with mm-hmm. like with any any decent quarterback play last year, this team pro- with even with all the injuries, they probably would have made the playoffs. Agree. And so agree. But if you do that, then you don't have the draft capital to move up to three to pass to to pick a Trey Lance, right? One, no, you do one, not. One, and then also. You know what this is, though, right, Ed? I mean, this is the whole like all the people that are up in arms about this whole Tom Brady thing are are the same folks that don't want Jimmy to be the quarterback right now. And these are these are the same folks that have been trying to run Jimmy out of town for you know the last Ever. 
you know, last last couple years or so, right? The same yeah, folks that didn't, he, didn't he got hurt. Give, yeah. yeah, same folks that didn't yeah. really want to give him any credit during the 2019 Super Bowl run, and the same folks that continue to pin the Super Bowl loss on Jimmy. And so that that's essentially who this crowd is, from from what from what I can surmise. And so I think that's that's the larger thing here uh, amongst the faithful and amongst followers of the 49ers is just we said it time and time again Jimmy's an easy target and so right now you look at you look at what's going on the field and the Niners have had some slow starts offensively and and of course who are you gonna point the finger to right it, it all goes back to Jimmy and, and and he's getting blamed for that uh he's getting blamed for you know the the loss um against Against uh, against the Packers the other night because there was 12 seconds left on the play clock and he snapped the ball. How dare him do that? Uh, when, when, <laughs> you know, like so. This is all that that crowd, and yeah. and, and, the, and the same crowd that that believes Trey is a better quarterback or should be start is a quarterback is a better quarterback right now and should be starting right now yeah. for the Niners, which yeah. we've all come to learn that that's yeah, just well- not true well that's not true that's not true well no now this i will say let let me say this so that it's plain and clear and we will just talk about the situation where i have to choose these two guys do i think if i'm going after that and my options are tom brady garoppolo and we're just talking about who's the better quarterback same way i use it with right now is is jimmy garoppolo a better quarterback today than Trey Lance. Yes. Not better athlete, not better better quarterback. He's a better NFL quarterback. I truly believe that. That today, sitting here as we record this, he's better. Tom Brady? He's not better than Tom Brady. Probably not better than Tom Brady. So I, I'm basing my my decision isn't based on whether or not Tom Brady is better. The decision is how much better for how long? Because that's what you think of. That's what everyone has to understand. How much better for how long? Because I know there are a lot of people out there like, man, I just want to win a, I want to win a championship. I do too. I want to win a championship. But remember, when you are the GM of a team, when, you, when you're talking about building an organization, GM's job is not to win today. His job is the long-term good. The He has to have distant vision of where this team is going and build the roster to sustain that, not just today. So do I throw everything on the table for that championship today? You only do that. If that guy, that that one guy, is going to fall in place with everything else that you already have and you feel like you're in position to continue sustaining if you're there. If you're going to have to give up or, or take yourself out of contention to be able to sustain, you start to question whether or not you're going to do it, which will cause you to not do it. That's that's the only thing because I because I know it sounds real easy when you say give me Garopp, give me Tom Brady over anybody give me Aaron Rodgers give me you know uh, Mahomes or you remember when it was going back in um, 
the old boy with Houston. I can't think of his name right De now. What's Deshaun? his name? Deshaun? Yeah. Deshaun. Yeah, give me Deshaun. If we're just talking about talent for talent. Well, yeah, and, I, I was but, leading that charge. So Yeah, you know, but but it, but it all goes back into what you had when, when, when that was going on. If like what At what cost? So that's the thing that you got to think about. It's, it's not just I get this good player. I get this good player, but what do I lose? There's not opportunity costs for everything. Everything you can't have it all, you can't have it all. So whatever, so you you can get something really nice, but you got to give up something really nice to get it. It's going to cost you somewhere. And right then, all they have to do is just cut Garoppolo, and you got Tom Brady. Yeah, he's better, but you but guess what? You would have eventually given up Trey Lance. Yeah, and and also we like we tend to romanticize things, right? Like people forget Brady looked old in nineteen. 20 didn't get off to a hot start, right? People, oh, can Brady do it without Belichick? Like, he looks a shell of himself, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, something something clicked. They got a little bit more continuity, and then they were able to go on that run, and, of course, they ended up in the Super Bowl. But the, the start of the season last year was not great for Brady uh, or Tampa by, by any means. And so, um, like, people forget they got blown out at home. To Green Bay, right? That was like what week three or something like that, right? It was early in the season. Like people forget things like that, and, yeah. and, and how yeah. how they just did not look great. And so, like, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, you won a Super Bowl, this, that, or the other. But like, I don't know if anyone foresaw that happening. And and, and you also add to the fact that if you're going to bring and the deal Brady requested was two years, fifty million. You're going to have a quarterback for two years, right? What's going to happen at mm-hmm. this would have been year two. So you would have had to have been working on having another quarterback in place just in case this was going to be it, right? And so, uh-huh. like that, that that's another part that I feel like people, they would have to, yeah. people tend to forget. Like this whole like Forty ers Twitter has made me like I, I, it was one o'clock in the morning last night, Ed, <laughs> and I, I'm so t- I was so tempted to just get the Twitter fingers going because <laughs> because the 49ers Twitter has made has made me laugh this week, like like. The and this was before the the whole Brady stuff even came out, right? Like the 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 thing about it was they were still on this Juice thing, and Juice had to Juice had to respond to the fact that he scored a touchdown with thirty seven seconds left on the clock. Like, yes, are we, right. Like that like <laughs> and and people were still you know st- st- still on this uh thing, and and they and and, and made it a thing. I'm like, how is this even a thing? And so, you know, I, I decided against, you know, that it was in my better interest just to not just not yeah, do, bro, that. You can't do that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, just just save it for the pop. Um, yes. The Niners have Seattle coming up. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Niners have Seattle coming up this week. Uh, first division foe of the season. This is a Seattle team that has. Uh, they're under 500, last place team in the NFC West. Remember, it seemed like not that long ago, right? Like, oh wow, the NFC West, nobody lost. Like it was unbelievable. Like only division to, to every team won. It was it was incredible, right? And then, uh, and then you look at it, and then all of a sudden you look up, and, and Seattle now is is one and two on the year, and they've had some struggles. They've tricked some games. They lost a the game in overtime. Uh, to Tennessee. Uh, this past week, they gave up 23 straight to Minnesota to lose that one uh, on the road in Minnesota, 30 to 17. And so, I mean, if we know anything about this Seattle team, like history tells us, 
And their coach, Pete Carroll, is obviously one fiery competitor, and you play for him, so you know that. You know that they got one of the baddest dudes on the planet in the, in the middle of that defense of Bobby Wagner. You know Danger Russ mm-hmm. is, is, yeah. is, is yeah. no slouch. And so you know they have some guys, and so it's just a matter of time before they, they sort of right the ship and, and turn this thing around. Or is there? Like there's this narrative out there that they may not be doing this. Um, like like this may like like this this may be sort of they may be on a decline, if you will. Um, uh-huh. what, like, what do you what do you make of that whole notion? Um, I you you still have dangerous players. Yes, and the Niners are going they're going to test them because you look at both both of these teams right now are in a situation where they're trying to figure themselves out and um these but they've also Seattle. Um, I don't know if things are as dire as everyone said. You you win your first game on the road, you lose your second game. Um, in overtime, um, much like the, you know, pretty much like the Niners lost this game, you know, it goes down to the wire. You have an opportunity to win that game. Um, but you, you don't, you lose a game. And remember, that's the way Seattle plays. Seattle is not a team that blows people out consistently. They normally play the one score type game and they find a way to win it. They have, they have a lot of confidence in, that they can get that done in situations like that, and they normally do. Uh, so um, are are they on a decline? It's hard for me to say Seattle is on a decline because this is the way that they have been successful their entire time. Uh, think about it. They don't, don't, outside of the beast mode, Legion of Boom, um, couple of years that they had there, like two, three-year stretch right there. Outside of that, since Pete Carroll has been there, doesn't it always seem like Seattle is missing something? Like the offensive line isn't good enough. Yeah. Or they need another running back. Or, a receiver. or they need a receiver. Yeah. yeah. Or they got, you know what? They got to replace those corners. It's, it's always something. That's their mindset. So I'm not going to count Seattle out because, again, the games that they lost, they normally do. Now, you know, the last game, the defense gives up 23 straight. You know, 23 unanswered, So, which means your offense isn't doing anything, your defense isn't doing anything. Um, and um, But you're also on the road. So so that's that's one of those things that can happen. You can, you know, we just always, you got to, my coach has always said, when you go on the road, you got to you gotta pack your special teams and your defense. Like the, those, those guys have to show up because you never know what your offense is going to do on the road. You never, never, ever, ever expect your offense to play well on the road. So you always have to your offense and your and your defense. I'm, I'm sorry, your defense and your special teams. You gotta pack them. So 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 you know that's that's the thing. Um. So back to how, how we got into all of this. I'm not going to count Seattle out because you have players in Metcalf and Lockett, Russell that can just make plays. They can they can score quickly. As long as you can score over the top of the defense, they, they it, you know, the, it destroys all your rules, all the things that you're trying to do, everything that you're trying to keep in-house, they, they can just break through it, you know, with jailbreak plays. I, I, would, I would never count a team out like that until they play themselves out of it. Right now, sitting in a situation where you have 14 games left, there's no way 
I would count. I think it would be ridiculous to count Seattle out right now because of of the fact that they do have players like the ones I just named. Uh, they have the type of leadership um, on both sides of the ball that can get things straight, uh, but they also have the expectation of champions. You got you got a lot of guys on that team that have won. You got you you have a general manager, an owner, coach, everybody. It's it's a mindset thing. So that's all that's acceptable. Whenever you're a squad like that, it takes a lot for you to not be able to perform at that level. They they just they just know it. They that's that's the expectation. That's just who they are. So I wouldn't count them out. Me personally. I don't know I don't know about you. What do you think? You think that they've um they, they hit the end of the road? Windows closed? I, I don't I don't think so because I think there's just way too much talent on on this team, uh as as you mentioned. But I will say this. Uh, this game scares me, and this team scares me. You can write them off if you want to. Those out there that want to write off this this Seattle team, but um, losing two in a row, okay, losing three in a row, then that's 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 sort of next level, right? And that's something that this team has not done in ten years. Uh, that's that was that precedes Russell Wilson being the quarterback for this franchise, and. We've been talking about it, right, last couple years. Let Russ cook, right? If you don't think this is a game that they're going to try to let Russ cook, then you must have this mistaken. And we've talked about oh, this on, on the pod. The, oh, we've been talking about the last two weeks, right, ED, in terms of teams are going to take their shots, right? They they saw oh, Jalen Hurts do it. They, they saw what Aaron Rodgers was able to do last week. Um, and so – Russ is going to take his shots. You know, he, he may he may take even more shots than 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 normal, mm-hmm. right? Or even more than mm-hmm. we expect him to take because of just how banged up this secondary, how banged up uh, the, the secondary is, right? And mm-hmm. um, this is a defense, right? And we <laughs> we talked about this last year, right? Like this defense is historic. Like last year's defense, when when they went into Seattle, like oh, this defense is historically bad. They can't stop a nosebleed. Yada yada yada. And, and what was the get right game? The Niners. They beat there the, it they is. Beat but, the, but they beat you know the hell what, out but, of Jimmy, uh, and they had their what, man, best no. defensive performance of the season to that point. But come on, man. Truth be told, every every the Niners were everyone's get right game last year. <laughs> True, they they were, but that was still. I want to say that was still like early enough in the season where it seemed like things hadn't gone too far awry yet, right? Like uh, you you just you just didn't you just didn't want to accept it. It could have been some of that too. It could have been some of that too. I may have been wearing my, you know, my 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 uh my Niners color sh- uh, shades at, at that point. But but I I feel like that defense played like ne- like next level. Like it was a Kickstarter for that for that defensive unit um last season, and, and it was like they hadn't shown anything close to what they resembled in that game against the Niners. Now granted they were playing at home but still like it there was there were no fans uh, in the stands or anything like that but they really it, it it they really shined it was a division game and a rivalry and you know when that happens you throw everything out out the window. And so you just you just said what I, where I was going. You got this game right here and, and, and as in the past now this the Niners and Seattle are truly a rivalry. And that rivalry will remain because you and it's not just the fan bases. It's 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 a real rivalry right now because players, coaches, there there are guys in there are guys in those colors that don't like one another because 
I beat you, you beat me. When it mattered, you took something from me. Yeah. I took something from you. There, there, there are people involved. In, Pete, Pete Carroll does not like the Niners. The Niners took, you know, uh, uh, you know, opportunities to compete from championships when he felt like he had really good teams. He has taken and wants to do it again opportunities to win a championship from the Niners. You know, th- those those type things. You know, just a few years ago, these guys were playing for home field advantage. And I know Seattle feels like if they had won that game and gotten home field advantage, they would have gone to the Super Bowl. So that right there comes into play. That right there, we'll be getting a call from them. That right there. Uh, <laughs> like, Eric, can you go to a quiet spot, please? But, but that that right there is something that you have to think about in this game right now. It's, it's, it's a division game, but this is a rivalry game. You know, because every, everyone talks about the Rams being a rival. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. The Rams don't win enough. The, the Rams don't win enough. The Rams, have, you know – if they just don't, I, you know, maybe that's just me. I just beat the Rams so much. It's just hard for me to think of the Rams that way. Um, I know I need to let that go, but it's, it's just, it's just same old sorry as Rams. It's, it's, I don't care who they put back there. Eventually they're going to find a way to screw it up. Um, that's just my thoughts on the Rams. But anyway, a very talented football team this year. Very talented on both sides of the ball. But see, but so that's, so that's the thing. This game right here, I get what you're saying about it, about it being a, a, a scary game. You're right, because they, they are trying to avoid three losses in a row. People, let me tell you this. Um, you lose one game, you're like, okay, all right. All right, um, the building's not happy. Nothing's, nothing's right, but you're like, okay, we got a game this week. We're going to let it go. We're going to move on to the next one, just like, just like the Niners are doing. Let it go. You move on. Wait, what Jalen Hurts said, you know what, you, you flush it. <laughs> you yeah. flush it and you don't look back. <laughs> That's what Hurt said. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like we stunk up the place. Let's move on. You lose two. Now um, people are starting to look at one another and it's like, all right, man, we got to fix this. We got to fix this because it's already, you're already starting to talk about if we lose another game, it's going to get ugly. It, it, it's already. It's a, no, you don't plan on losing. Of course, you're prepping. You go into every game with the mindset that you're going to win it. That's what athletes have. That's the belief. But they are. But but real talk. It's it's out there. It's in the ether. Like if we lose another one, it's gonna get ugly around here. Because you lose three, um, you have King Kong size pressure hanging over the building. Because now everybody's getting looked at. They're going to start talking about who should be playing where. And is the coach still? He's been there a long time. Is he still the guy? Does this guy still have it? Does that guy understand his spot? Can this young player develop in time to get it done? All of these things start to come in play. And as those things come into play, you stop thinking about what's the, the most important thing, and that's playing football and doing it. So that's where Seattle is. And the Niners are trying to just show that, okay, 
we are still where we need to be. So that's that's the thing about this game. Both of these teams are coming in. The Niners don't want to get themselves in that position. Seattle's trying to fight themselves out of this position, and it's a rivalry game. So this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, the, and you, uh, for me, you if you're the Niners, you can't bank on the fact that oh, you know, Seattle will let you back in the game, right? This can't be the game where you bank on that. They, they've squandered, you know, two possession leads over the course of the last couple of weeks, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and ended up with a couple of L's. If, if you can't bank on that, if, if you're the Niners and and continue, oh well, to the come, Niners can't do that. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I can't, you know what? I'm, one of these days well, I'm going to let you finish well, no, I mean, my, my whole thing is like th- there's been this pattern of slow starts offensively, right? And, yeah. and so you, yeah. you, you, cannot, you cannot hang on to that and, and say, okay, all right, if we start slow, it's all good because they're going to let us back into the game. Like, like this, can't, now, well, this, can't be, this can't be that game. This cannot be that mindset. And, and furthermore, like I, I feel like it, it's imperative – um, especially for a team like Seattle that, that, as you mentioned, all the things that you just said, right, like having lost two in a row and trying to avoid, you know, their third straight loss, like I, I feel like it th- that makes it even more imperative for you to come out there and have a hot start and, and, and to kind of kick them uh, while they're down, you know, before they can even get going. I, I think that that's huge, especially playing at home in front of the faithful. You got them backing you as well. I think you, you can use all of that, you know, to your advantage and it don't, get caught in those trappings that have had you, you know, get off to some of these slow starts and, and going up against his team thinking that they're just going to keep the door open for you because you know what, this might, this might be, this might be the week where they're like, no, nah, you know what, enough's enough. You know, we didn't get, we didn't give up, we didn't gave up enough leads. Uh, well, this is, this um, is something that the Niners have to look at. Number one, you don't go into a, into a game expecting a team to, um, win it for you. You got to beat them. You're going to have to beat Seattle. So um, I, I don't know if you want me to head off in the keys right now, but I can just go ahead and say it. You don't have to make it official. Um, go ahead. I, I like I, yeah. I like how you did that. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. You know what? So I'm just going to just go. This this is a game right now where, you know, going off in the keys to this game because, number one, um, I'm, and I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Just touch where you've been talk, talking about, the, the slow start and everything that's happening. Um, don't expect the team to give you something. Kyle has Kyle Shanahan has to pick it up. Kyle Shanahan has to do a better job of putting guys in. The wizard has to do a better job of putting players in position to make plays. He has to do a better job of if he, if he is this mind, this brilliant mind, that can do all the things that have been advertised. This is one of those weeks that you need to do it. You need you need to put yourself in position, put this offense in position, put Garoppolo, um, put Debo, put I, put um, Kittle, put your stars in position to play well. You need to make certain that that happens, and you need to find a way to get that done. If, if the running game's not there because you don't have a guy, then guess what? You don't have a guy. You need to come find a different way to get it done. But you, but Kyle has to pick up his his play calling, his play design. It has to get better. Um, I we all understand the execution on the field, but like I said after last game, there were there were big plays for Green Bay's defense based on what Kyle did, not the execution of the players, but play design. That has to get better. And the number one reason that has to happen. Now we're going to flip over to the other side of the ball. Defensively, 
if I can run the ball through you four or five yards a pop whenever I feel like it in crucial situations, whether I'm backed up, middle of the field, or in the red zone, if I can throw the ball over the top of you at ease, um, either get a PI, um, an intercept, a, a PI, an incompletion, or um, a caught ball. Like I told you before, there are no interceptions in there. You're not going to prevent me from continuing to do so. As long as though, as long as I can throw the ball deep with no fear of losing the ball, and more more than likely, the numbers say I'm going to get a big play out of it, as every team has so far, and I can run the ball, you better be able to score an offense. Mm. So Kyle has to understand that. Defensively, yeah, you got to tighten things up. You have to do all of that. But right now, right now, guys are throwing balls over the top. The balls will be thrown over the top. Key to this game. No, Russell Wilson's going to come into this game. Last week, I said there were going to be four to six. There are going to be six to eight deep balls in this game. Mm. You better be prepared for it because the Niners are giving, number one, that's Seattle's offense. Number two, Niners are giving them up. I just explained to you, there, there are no interceptions on those balls. You're either getting a PI, an incompletion, or, or a catch. So two, two, out of three, two out of those three are in my favor. Yeah. That's not a 50-50 ball. So you see what I'm saying? Two out of those three are in my favor. Why wouldn't I take a shot when I have a quarterback that can throw it, when I have two wide receivers that can get behind people? So that's where they are. So, that, so those are my keys. You think from – from a coaching standpoint, I need more out of Kyle. I need I, I need I need him to design those first 15, first 30 plays, whatever he designs. They need that needs to be a formula, a formula to get points. You need to have points. He needs to he needs to be able to go into the lab and script something to get those points going. And then you give them something to, to think about, and you maintain it off of that. Defensively, we all know those things have to be short of. You got to fix that. You can't you can't allow teams to run at the clip that they're running. You can't allow teams to throw the ball over the top. I can sit here and say, "Don't give that up." We, we all and everybody out there is going to be like, "Duh." Those things are going to happen because you have allowed it to happen. So now somebody has to make some plays on the back end. You're going to have to make some plays. In the run game, someone's going to have to make the big stop. I don't I don't expect you all of a sudden to hold a team to .3 yards rushing. I do expect them to, I, you know, the Fred Warners of the world, you got to start, you know, make those plays on those crucial downs to get off the field, give it to your offense, and then back to the genius. Get the ball in the end zone. But you got to start looking for 30-point games. You got to start looking for 30-point games because uh, 28 wasn't enough. And like I said, four four touchdowns at home, you should win. You should win. A good defense, you give them three scores. They that's you give me three touchdowns, especially three touchdowns and a field goal. A, a good team should be like a good defense should be like that right there. It's just candy. Twenty eight points wasn't enough at home. So if you if so if you're not walking into this game with the mindset that you got to score thirty plus, then we got a problem. Yeah, the hits keep come, keep on coming, too, in the secondary, right? K1 Williams going to be out for a few weeks with a calf. 
Uh, Niners just signed Buster Screen uh, to help I saw that. in that secondary as well. So, I mean, it's – Oh, you know what? One thing, last, you know, we didn't even talk about Sherm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah, but sure. we didn't need to because he, he, yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he signs with Tampa. I mean, you feel like, I mean, and John Lynch was asked about this. I want to say a week or two weeks ago, right? And and he mm-hmm. he kind of just said, well, you know, we wish the best for his family, yada yada yada. But he obviously was not committed in terms of bringing him back here, and clearly, like that was not the plan. That was not the play. But you would imagine, like, with all these guys going down, like. Why not bring the guy back, right? Well, well, I said, well, it makes perfect sense to me. Charm signing where he signed. It makes perfect sense to me, and I said it before. Um, I, you know, I, I sent a tweet out when I saw it. I was like, oh, it makes sense. And I just left it at that. It makes sense. Um, because, you know, why would Sherm not come back here? Well, and his comment was that Seattle was interested. The Niners said that they were interested. They had been talking back and forth. And then Tampa comes into it. That's easy. As soon as the, as soon as the other team came in, Sherm wants to play. He's going to play. Sherm wants to play football. If and he wasn't going to wait on the Niners. Why? Because if the Niners wanted him, they would have signed him. Yeah. That, that's that from 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 a player from sitting around and just looking at it. If you if you want me, sign me. You, you don't have to do all that. We don't have to go back and forth. If you want me, I'm already here. If you want me, sign me. Like I told you, free agent leaving the Niners, leaving the Panthers. You're in no situation. Like God, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do any. I'm I'm here. So if you guys want to work it out, let's get it worked out. If we don't get it worked out, it's because you don't want to get it worked out. Yeah. It's not me. It is definitely you. <laughs> because all I can do is tell you that's it. But Sherm couldn't sign. He can't sign a contract that's not offered. That's number one. So, and the same with Seattle. So, so he had already gone through those things at both places. So the Niners messed that one up by not signing him before. There was not a reason to not sign him. You decided that the guys that you had, you felt like you could develop and you could move on and you didn't need him in the mix. Now, um, what I don't know your reasoning for that. You know his injuries and everything that kept him out last year better than any other squad out there. That could have been the reason. But I didn't I didn't expect him to come back and play corner. And you know, I was harping on the whole safety move. When yeah. they didn't bring him even bring him back, when they didn't sign him and just move him to that, it was like, okay, they don't want him here. So we have so back to all of the stuff I was just talking about this game. You got who you got. And guys are going to come in, and you're getting the Buster screens again. You you get a vet who can come in. You know that he can play on Sundays. He has film. He's not going to be in awe of the moment, but he's also not about to come in and be um, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just just being real about it. There, there's no, there's nothing in his career that says he's ever been that guy. He can play in a slot, um, and you're you're missing that, so it makes sense. You know, K1 goes down. You got to get somebody in the mix that can do those things. Buster can can do that. He's had some success there, so that that will help. But um, more so than worrying about um, that part of it, it's got to be some score, uh, some points being scored. You are going to you're going to give up points on defense. Next few months, you the, the next few games, and maybe and maybe for the next four or five games. 
you're going to have to deal with the deep ball until these guys figure it out. You're going to give up points on defense. You better score offensively. You better you better get 30 points plus on the board. Yeah, you're going to have to score some points. I, I will say this before we get out of here. The, the loss, how disappointing it was to Green Bay, there was something that left me somewhat encouraged in the sense that like we saw this happen like we, the margin for error has gotten wider right like we saw last year where the margin for error was extremely slim right that mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. not this team at least not, not right now right and hopefully that won't be the case the rest of the season and so for as poorly as they played for the majority of that game the fact that they still had a chance against a very high caliber opponent that left me a little bit encouraged um, following that Green Bay game. And obviously not the result that you want. But hopefully, you know, it's something that they recognize on film, they see you on tape, and things that they look to be able to correct, especially on the offensive offensive end as it relates to that offensive line, as it relates to, you know, the offense just really, like, getting after it and not just waiting for, like, these little spurts and pockets were just to take off, but to, in, in terms of being even more consistent throughout the course of a full 60 minutes. And so – uh, with that, hopefully that there's some carryover from there. If, if there were some lesson learned, some lessons learned throughout the week, and, and that will come to fruition, so to speak. I mean that that's the hope, at least my hope, uh, at least. Uh, it'll be the Niners and the Seahawks coming at you uh, on Sunday. It will be a one o'clock game, of course, and um, first division game for. Uh, both of these teams here. Fox will have that one for you. And, of course, we'll be back to break it all down. So, for my partner, Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.